everybody. Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number 18. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Howdy. Howdy, 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 howdy. <laughs> Who said that? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Is that from uh, Toy Story? Maybe. I think it I was. Mean, Woody does say howdy. How, howdy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe, it was like, maybe Buzz was like mocking him or something. Podcast Revived is where, if you don't know, it's where we share our love of tech, gaming, and nerd culture with all of you lovely people. We record every week and we post on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, etc. If you have time to leave a like or a rating, a review, that would be most excellent. If you leave a review on something like iTunes and we see it, we will read that review aloud on the show. Um, if you have a question or topic for us, head over to Twitter. Find us at ScaryIfLiteral and you can talk to us on there and send us any topic you'd like to hear us talk about. I think we've got a pretty good show actually lined up today. We've actually been doing this thing called playing video games, which we haven't you know, done as much of as of late. Um, but because of that, we, we've actually got some, I think, some fun stuff to talk about. But let's start the show with something that's maybe not so fun to talk about, and that is the situation with my Surface Duo. If you have been following me on Twitter, which again, at ScaryIfLiteral is a great thing to do because you know you can see this stuff and I can talk to you directly, which I do quite a bit of. If you've been following me on Twitter, you will know that uh, last night my Duo started exhibiting some some problems, right? Some, some issues. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Gosh, when was your nephew's football game? Maybe a month and a half ago? It would, yeah, because that about was about like the first day of, our, of my vacation. And okay, I guess okay. Too, so. Yeah, so at the end of September, I had an issue which I actually tweeted about, and I may be able to pull this imagery up here if I'm uh, if I'm able to, to act quickly here. Maybe I can kind of scroll through this as we go. Um, but yeah, here it is actually. So about, about a month ago, this was on October 5th was the, the, it happened again. And I, I posted this, this picture here. I, um, started having this issue where my duo would just randomly shut off. I could be literally holding it, browsing something and just boom, it would just turn off. Um, and when you try to turn it back on, what you would get would be just a, that little, this little low battery icon, essentially. So thing could be fully charged, shuts off in your hand, thinks it's dead, you try and power it on, doesn't turn on. If you plug it in, let it go for about a minute. It honestly seemed about whatever amount of time it would take for it to like gain a percentage of battery. So just enough time to charge a little, you'd unplug it and it would boot right up. Okay, so this happened at the end of September, early October. After this happened, what I wound up doing is I factory reset, and then I also um, kept it powered on long enough for the battery to drain all the way down to zero till it shut off. Then I charged it all the way back up, and it didn't happen again, right? So I made it a month without one more incident of this until last night, which you're going to be seeing this on Saturday, so I should say until Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the couch, shuts off plug it in, unplug it, comes back on. About the, the first time, I maybe made it a minute, and it shut off again. Plug it in, unplug it, turns it back on, maybe made it two or three minutes, and it shut off. Then the last time, maybe made it three or four minutes, and it shut off again. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're, we're just done. Like, this thing's, this thing's just, 
you know, can yeah. I maybe try and factory reset it and see if that fixes it? I could, but at this point I'm under warranty. So I'm going to take the opportunity to do two things. One, I'm going to exercise my warranty and it is in fact on its way to El Paso, Texas, as we speak. We mailed it this morning, but also I'm going to take the opportunity to put my SIM back in my OnePlus 7 Pro mm -hmm. and I'm going to see for the next, I mean, hopefully like a week, two weeks and I've got my duo back. Um, who knows, but I'm going to use this guy until my duo is back and then I'll be able to maybe talk a bit more about I've gotten used to having two screens and the form factor, the camera, the battery life, the performance of the duo. Now I'm using the OnePlus 7 Pro again. Mm -hmm. What is that like? And after only a day, um, I'm already seeing, you know, a few things that are standing out to me about going back to a traditional phone. The primary negative I'm feeling is that I am now really not in love with a super tall yeah. screen. I really just, I, because it's a lot of real estate that I think is useless. I can't realistically, I can't reach the top of that screen with, yeah. you know, with my hand, I can't really show it properly. Like, I, I mean, I can't even get, <laughs> I can't even get close yeah. to reaching up there. Like it's insane. You have to totally shift. You have to totally, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pinky holder. I got to take mm -hmm. my pinky off and I got to shift it down and it just, it's awkward. And, and that if doesn't feel very secure either. It feels at, like you could drop it pretty easily. At all. And if I'm watching a video, well, now I've got black bars on either side. So it's not, mm -hmm. you, know, you can, and you can, you can zoom in. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess it's going to be plain to do it maybe. Or, may, or maybe I just can't you, zoom in. You had already in. done it, I think. I thought you already no. did it. No, um, it did it earlier today on a video, but apparently on this video, on one of my videos, it doesn't want to do it. Anyways, you can pinch to zoom on YouTube and zoom it in when it wants to act correctly. Mm -hmm. But then you're cutting off content from the top and the bottom. So I do not know what the point of having a screen this tall is. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me unless, you know, what people say is, oh, well, you're supposed to do the do the thing where you've got your, 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 your split screening, essentially. Because then you can have two apps, you know, equal size squares, top and bottom great i guess but like i never used it then i'm not going to use it now um so as far as that goes you know the limitation of having one screen not being able to properly multitask is bothering me and i kind of in some instances i liked the wider screen i could just see mm -hmm. more stuff wider makes more sense to me you know yeah. and it just it, I, I enjoy that so those are the two things that i'm like Ugh, i miss i miss having my duo in my in my mm -hmm. hands on the flip side on the flip side Having a camera that doesn't suck, and I, I hate to say it, but the Duo's camera, it fucking sucks. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, in good light, it's fine. But I'll give you a really good, simple example. The other day, I was trying a recipe on some potato wedges I was cooking, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got them in the oven, and I wanted to take a picture of them in the oven with the, the, what would you call it? The oil and the, the ingredients. Marinade. Sure. Poured over it and it looked delicious. And it, I wish I could have captured in the photo, the smell because the smell was tremendous. It smelled so mm -hmm. good. Um, so I grabbed my duo, I pulled the oven down. I let the kind of the steam come out and I try to take a picture and I try to take a picture and I try to take a picture 
and every image is a blurry it's not in focus it's blown the focus yep. it's smudged it looks fucking useless i had to walk back in here i grabbed my pixel 3 i went snap it looked great and i mm -hmm. sent it took me a quarter of a second and i was done whereas on the duo i was never going to get a usable picture just was no. never going to get one it's nope. it's it's absolute madness that it's that the camera is that bad at anything that's moderately low light another thing is i don't think and i've, I've proven this point in videos the Surface Duo is not a underpowered device, okay? You can play PUBG twice at the same time with no frame drops. Plenty of power. The software, the glitchiness, the bugginess, the hang-ups, the, it's, it's still a bit of a mess. When you go back to a OnePlus 7 Pro, especially with the 90 hertz screen, and everything is just smooth and lightning fast, and the mm -hmm. gestures, oh my God, the gestures, like... I can just go home. I can yep. just I can just go back. Everything works every single time. I do it perfectly each and every time. That stuff starts to add up. Where the, suddenly the OnePlus Seven Pro, which is a pretty normal phone, starts to feel like a far a really more really fabulous phone. Starts to feel so much more refined yeah. and smooth and 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 intentional than the Surface Duo. These are aspects that can be fixed on the Duo, and they've already improved a lot, but they can come a long ways further. It, you, get, you start getting used to, you know, I'm in Reddit, and I have full-screened an image, and I'm trying to go back, and my back gesture just doesn't work. It's just not there. Mm -hmm. So then I have to go home. Or, or, I'm sorry, I have to lock it, unlock it, and then my back gesture works again. Oh, yeah, and that's just, like, very annoying. Not a big deal, but you start getting used to having to do that shit, and then you use another phone for a day, and you're like, I don't have to do any. I don't have to do anything. It just works all the time. So that stuff still has to get fixed. When I get my Duo back, which I hope is quickly, right? Like, you know, they said shipping is, is four to six days. I'm assuming that they mean... Mm -hmm. You know, maybe four days to get to Texas. They got to look at the thing, confirm that it's fucked up, and to, I assume, just send me a new one, which means I got to buy another screen protector and maybe another mm -hmm. set of skins. Maybe I'll just go naked this time. Fuck it. Because D brand, or maybe it was Microsoft, I think it was someone, I think it was Microsoft, released a statement saying that you shouldn't use a skin unless you have the bumper on. Because the bumper, when you fold it mm. back around, actually keeps it from totally closing flush. So if there's a skin there, it might not want to close flush all the way. Like mine didn't totally close huh. in foam mode all the way because the skin was the skin was there. The clearances are zero, so maybe mm -hmm. I'll just maybe I'll just go naked this time and just you know mm -hmm. deal with that. But that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting that they said you you shouldn't use a skin on, on without the phone. without the bumper because oh, the bumper the, the bumper goes around the backside and it actually keeps the phone from closing all the way. If you remember Have that bumper they... actually kind of wraps around. Yeah. Um, have they made any other color bumpers or are they just white yes. right now? White, black, blue, and red exist. Okay. So All I right, wanted to get a cool. matte black one to go with my matte black skin, but they're sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. That sucks. Um, I've got people on Twitter asking me, you know, is this an exchange or repair? Um, I'm hoping it's an exchange. I'm, I'm, I'm not done with Duo. I was very bummed out about it last night. And last night I was thinking, mm -hmm. you know... 
God, you know, this sucks. I got, this is the first, look, how many, Jesse can attest to this, how much electronics I own, how much I buy. Not mm. lately. Cause I'm, cause I'm, I don't, I make about one quarter of what I made when I was working uh, as a at retail management. Whereas now I'm pointing a camera at myself and trying to make money this way. So I make yeah. about a quarter of what I used to make. So I don't buy as much tech anymore, but I buy, I used to buy a lot of tech. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many things have I had to warranty? Have I had to mail out an exchange? One, the Surface Duo. Yeah. I've, I've never I had think, to send anything else back. Did we ever send one of my phones back for anything? Not like that I'm aware of. Samsung phones? No, I just broke a phone. That's yeah. all. Not that, I, not that I'm aware of. I've never had, I I've never had the, phones. I've never had a phone break on me like this. I've never had a phone not function yeah. properly to the point that I would send it in to have it exchanged. So, so let me ask you a question yeah. before we move on some of the stuff that you're that you experienced the other night does that fall in line with what some people have said either in the subreddit or in the comments of any of your videos that they had the same issues or were I, they different issues i have seen two people with the same symptoms two mm -hmm. not counting myself so i will be number three um it is not an issue i've seen repeatedly talked about in the subreddit or in my comments don't know what it is. People have asked me, you know, do you think it's hardware? Do you think it's software? I honestly think it's software because mm -hmm. I, I don't know how that makes any sense. Because why would well, my software we, be be different it's like than anyone else's? Stuck in like a like a booting loop or something. Like it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, like something about my system, and maybe this is hardware. Hardware probably makes more sense. But what I don't understand is why is it that when I, you know, look, I factory reset it and I did the drain. And recharge. So one of those two things may have helped because it went away for a month. So I don't know if it's a hardware issue or a software issue. It may be a hardware issue. For some reason, my system, my duo, keeps randomly thinking it has gone dead. Now, the reason I don't think it's a simple, like, the duo has two separate batteries, one on each side. So it's not simple enough to say that, well, maybe, you know, there's, there's a ribbon that goes through the hinge to connect this hardware from one side to the other side. Well, you know, the ribbon's damaged or whatever. Well, it's, not, it's not happening while I'm bending it. It's happening stationary. And two, even if that battery over there is no longer functional, there's still another battery. And we know that it can run on one battery. I think it was Jerry Riggs Everything. When he hmm. took his apart, he destroyed the um the connector yeah. the connector or something yeah. on that one battery and he could still power it up with the one side mm -hmm. one side having the battery so it's not as though one side gets damaged and it breaks a circuit and now it just doesn't work anymore and and and, no, and also they would have protected against that and also it tries to boot so it thinks it has no charge is what's happening now, is that because they had to build a custom chip, a custom interface to deal with having two batteries? Because when it charges, it charges them both simultaneously and it drains them both simultaneously. There's some sort of power control mechanism there. Is that chip bugging out on me? Maybe. Frankly, I just don't know. I'm hopeful that Microsoft looks at it because what's bound to happen, what I'm worried about is it's, I, you know, you, you want to wipe it before you send it. So it's factory reset mm -hmm. in the box back to Texas. I'm hoping they don't get it out and look at it and, and it doesn't do it because I factory reset yeah. it and like that fi that fixed it, quote unquote, for another month. And they're going to go, oh, it's, it's fine. And then they mail it back to me. That would really suck. Hopefully they just, they see my description because I wrote a, a paragraph of what's happening. 
hopefully they just see that and they just go, okay, let's just give them a new phone and just, just I, send them I, one. I think that they will. I don't think that they're going to send you back the same phone. And the reason why is because I don't think that they want to be known. And right now they kind of are. I don't think they want to be known for having bad customer service. Um, I think that they want to compete with Apple. And I just, I can't imagine that they're like, oh, well, this guy is just, you know, telling us a bunch of bull crap and yeah it would be a very a odd thing for some reason that's not that's not what it i don't think they would do that hopefully not hopefully not and 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 like i said i'm you know i'm not i'm not done with surface duo i do want one i do i want it back um and i want to keep covering it it's it's done a lot for my channel and you guys seem to always be interested to hear more about it so i definitely and it's more data to to have. It's it's more, you know, yeah. it's more information to have. You guys are going to get to see that process through through my lens and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, they've been it seems like they've been pretty liberal with their uh warranty exchanges for people in the past. So, hopefully that happens for me too. I get a new one back in and maybe after a week or so, maybe I'll have a longer form video talking about going back and forth and and what that was like where I stand there. So, that's the Surface Duo situation. Not not news I want to share, but unfortunately news that I have to share. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about something in the video game world. So there is a game that is, it's, it's new. It's still in early access. It's not even fully out yet. If you don't know what early access means, basically that means that it's not done. You can go ahead and buy it and play it, but they're like, we're adding stuff actively. It's got some bugs. It's not done. You're going to help us beta test it. Yeah. And it's called, is it phasmophobia or phasmophobia? Phasmophobia I, makes more sense. I think it's Phasma? phasmophobia. I think it's phasmophobia. I think they misspelled it. And I don't know if that was like an accident or if it was something that they had to do intentionally. No. Well, okay. No, fa fa phasmophobia is the correct spelling. That is what it's called. Phasmophobia. Oh. Phasmophobia is the name of the game, which I will probably say at least one more time. So get ready for that. <laughs> And if you don't know what it is, we've actually posted a video of a couple of um, rounds of it. And basically, so what it is, is you get together with between one and four total players. So you and your three good friends. And you start off in a back of like a, like a box truck kind of thing. And you are ghost paranormal activity investigators. And you have some information about the haunting going on in this house, and you get to go in, and you got to gather some information, talk to the ghost, interact mm -hmm. with the ghost, maybe take a picture bully of the ghost, the ghost, bully the ghost, yell mean things <laughs> at it. And there are objectives, so it may be like, get a picture of the ghost. Okay, so then you got to go in, and it's mm -hmm. like, this ghost's name is Barbara, and you know, she tends to interact with you if you're alone. So then everyone's like, all right, I got the camera, so everybody get out of here, I'm going to go in. And the cool, the hook of the game, I think, I think to me, is that your microphone is always open. So it is listening to you. The game is listening to you. So if you go in and you say, you know, you, you can bring in with you a radio with like, so you turn on the radio, like you've, you may have seen people in ghost hunting shows where They're they have a radio. spirit boxes. It's a radio. So you try and talk to the ghost and then you listen and you try and hear a voice in the static, which is like... Mm -hmm stupid but in the game <laughs> you go in and you turn the radio on and you're like barbara how old are you and then if it's a certain kind of ghost it will answer you'll hear it say old or whatever i don't know <laughs> and uh 
They're not or, gonna give you anything that specific with that question. Right. But, or you'll, or yeah. you'll say, what do you want? And it'll be like, kill. And you're like, okay, well that's good. So you're gathering that, that data. You're trying to figure mm -hmm. out one, what kind of ghost is this? Is this a, a, a phantom? Is this a wraith? Is a wraith a ghost? I don't know. You're trying to mm -hmm. basically diagnose what it is. What, what is this ghost? And then if your objectives are get a picture of the ghost or detect low temperatures or whatever, you're trying to tick off your objectives. And then you're trying to get out of there alive having done so because the ghost will kill you if you mm -hmm. let it, if you get into the wrong situation, if you antagonize it too much, your flashlight starts flickering. By the way, the lights are always out. You can't see a damn thing. So you got a little cone of light. Mm -hmm. Your light starts flickering. You start hearing thumping sounds and like groaning sounds. And you're like, I am in trouble. Hopefully you've got a crucifix mm -hmm. in your hand or something to throw on the floor to ward the Smudge ghost off. Sticks. Smudge That's stick. my favorite. <laughs> and once you accomplish all your goals, you get in the car, you lock it up, and you leave and you earn money, which then allows you to buy more gear to bring into your next ghost adventure. Mm -hmm. So what? Okay. You've been hooked by it probably more than any of us. What about this game <laughs> makes you want to keep playing it? I think it's fine. You think it's more than fine. I think it's amazing. But then again, I mean, I love haunted houses and spooky TV shows and ghost stories. And I like to be scared. Um, in this game, definitely, like, especially the first night. The first night, I was really, really spooked. The first About night playing it, I, I, look, I'm not, um, I'm not a horror movie watcher. Yeah, but Norm I am. Normally, it's not, okay, we have to define the word scared here to really, to really say what I mean. I don't like being startled. Yeah. I, 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 I really <laughs> do not like being startled. Okay. It's yeah, not that I, it's yeah. not that I'm like um, and maybe maybe I'm making a, a a distinction without a difference here. It's not that like if somebody was like, "Hey, are you afraid of ghosts?" I'm like, "No." Are you afraid of witches? No. No. Are you afraid of so are you afraid of a, a normal human leaping out of a closet when you don't expect <laughs> it, scaring the crap? Yes, I'm scared of that. That is a normal <laughs> reaction to have. And that first night, because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So that you don't first, know what to expect. That first night when you're in the dark and the light starts flickering and you you simply you simply don't know mm -hmm. what is what's about to happen. And and because of that um you know, it's you start, really um unsettling. You start feeling that, you know, some nerves where you're like, ah, I'm not Adrenaline. so sure about this. Yeah. I'm gonna try like, and play some footage here overlaid while, while you're talking that might, um, you know. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm a thrill seeker for like anybody that knows me. Like, I might not seem that way because I'm not a very like exciting person. I'm kind of a hermit. I like to keep to myself and everything. But like, I love roller coasters. Um, I used to cliff dive when I was a teenager. Like, I'm definitely into the adrenaline. And it's just, it's almost like addictive. This sounds like, uh, sounds like I'm in like an AA meeting or something. And I'm like telling people like, I'm addicted to thrills. Yeah. I mean, really though, I am like, I'm well, a sensory seeker. I'm that kind of person. I like to get my blood pumping and I like to get that, ah, you know, and then afterwards you feel, you know, giggly and stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's fun. I'm showing a clip here now. If you're watching on YouTube, 
um, where a ghost appeared in front of me in, in the bedroom, and and then you 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 can see me you can see me spin a one eighty and get the H out, out of that room, and then you your yeah. character goes completely insane and and yeah. dies of insanity, and I just kind of yeah. calmly walk past you and start heading for the stairs to get out of that house, I'm like well. You're like, the well, old, my comrade's dead, but I'm out. So the old bye. dusty trail and get on out of here. That's um, my favorite part is the the character model just made me like totally unfazed. Oh yeah, well, and the just modeling slowly walking out of the house. Well, see it because you can't run. Like there's a run button. You can't run. But it's a yeah. joke. Like you can't run. Like, yeah. Like you like. It's the difference between like walking and then like walking 10% faster. But that's part yeah. of it. You don't want it like mm-hmm. the original Resident Evil games and they were like the isometric camera or um, the mm-hmm. fixed that, camera, I should say. That, they were scary because yeah, you, you felt you felt like you you're had being watched. Well, not just that, but you can't yeah. move quickly. You can't yeah, see true. what you're doing. You can't run away. You can't aim accurately. Like you're, mm-hmm. you, you feel you feel so unsafe. It's mm-hmm. the reason why you really like Dying Light. I really like Dying yes. Light. But I liked it less when I had guns because I was too powerful. Okay, well, listen. The good news is five years later that they, they, they've beefed up the zombies, okay? Sure. So That's, you could go back in and play it and it wouldn't matter if you had guns because you're not killing these mother effers well that's good i'm I'm glad that they did that um but that my 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 greater point though is in phasmophobia you essentially have no recourse to save yourself from the ghosts if Mm -hmm. a ghost comes after you it's hard like you may you know if you've got a crucifix but not all these things are are maybe maybe this doesn't Maybe this one isn't bothered by crucifixes because that's part of the fun is you need to get in and figure out what you're dealing with. Yeah. Because if you're dealing with the wrong thing and you're like, well, did it, you know, oh, this one, it doesn't like salt. Well, I have mm-hmm. a crucifix. It doesn't care about a crucifix. It'll kill you anyway. Yeah. So you don't know that you brought the right equip- equipment. So there's investigation that has to be done there, which I, I do think is enjoyable. I really, I just, I don't know. There's something that's, really goofy about it because people react differently to fear Mm -hmm. um but it's always for the most part like it's always very funny like i've noticed that like you and jacob don't seem to get like that spooked at all because i was losing my mind i'm like in the dark my flashlight's flickering and i'm like as soon as that screen goes black i'm I just can't handle it, which is weird because, like, I never realized that I had, like, a fear of the dark, but now I think I definitely do. I have a fear of the dark when there's something in said dark that wants to kill Uh, me. Well, right, but you don't know (laughs) what it is or where it is. Yeah, exactly. The the one time we've ever experienced, like, true, absolute darkness, we went to Tuckaleechee Caverns for our vacation uh, one time. It was um, the Lost Sea Adventures, actually. No, no. No, the Lost Sea, we were good, but Tuckaleechee Caverns, that we did that one like a like a year later or something. And there's a big cave room, and I know this because I've been there a lot in my oh, life. Oh yeah, yeah, we did do that it. one too. We did do and that they one too. Turn out the lights. They did that in Lost Sea. They did that in Lost Sea too, though. Yeah, I got okay, a picture. Maybe. I got a picture standing in the, what they call the the cathedral or something. It's like a big open. It's massive inside, and we took a picture in there. And then they shut the light. They shut the lights off, and we took the picture afterwards. Because I remember I handed my phone to the yeah. person, and they used the flash on the camera. And, and it, you know, okay, I really thought that was Tuckaleechee. Yeah. Maybe they both do it. But... I think that they both do it, but it is yeah. true 
pitch black. Yes. No light. You're under and the ground. It's maddening. Like yeah. terrifying. Like I had and that was a fear that like after it was over I felt a little bit better, but like that kind of fear to me was like not fun because I was like, How did these people, you know, do this? But anyways, back to the game. Getting getting in, um, into that cave and 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 building you know building the rails yeah, and everything and not knowing what the hell is down there. Oh it's, my gosh, it's such a know. cool place. I'm actually showing yeah. some pictures here <laughs> on somebody's website. There's the the actual sea. You get on a boat. You get on a boat mm -hmm. and go out there and there's blind fish in there. It's fucking oh, crazy. Oh, the fish are amazing. There's the I dog. Wanna, I want to pet them. Yeah, it's 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 a really it's a really cool place. Really but neat it's, place. To me, it's really fun to to play games that play on that kind of fear um, because it's almost it's very immersive. Like you were talking about with Dying Light, you know, that was one that I loved too because I remember seeing it the first time we were watching like an IGN uh, preview of the game or something where someone was reviewing it and we we're like, oh, should we get this game? And I was like, I don't know. That looks really scary. Like them hunting right. at night and you're being chased by this volatile thing. That still scares me in Dying Light. I still yeah. get scared. But I love that game. And yeah. this is this is another one like that. And just one thing also that I noticed too, and I think this is why I like it as well, is because I'm noticing these things while I'm playing. Is like we played with Daniel, who's young bread, um, on YouTube. Youngbred uh, 401? 401, maybe. Youngbred 401, Daniel. 401, yeah, yes. another another good YouTuber. Yeah. Um, he played with us, and you and Jacob were doing something like you guys always do. Anytime you're in a game, you guys kind of, like, wander off and do your own thing. And I was like, Daniel, follow me. And, like, as soon as he followed me, I was like, I feel better now. I feel safer. It's yeah. just like having another person with you made you feel safer. Which is just really, like, that's so interesting, like, on a psychological level. Because it doesn't matter for some of these ghost types. Yeah. They don't care if you're alone sometimes. They'll so, still try and get you. So something, you know, I mentioned that it was in early access, right? Which means there's going to be more stuff coming, more additional yeah. features. I'm going to pitch like something here. Games. Right. You're, you're kind of along for the ride. Like, PUBG was mm -hmm. like that when I got PUBG. And it was fun to watch it grow and expand. So... I am going to now speak. I, I, I'm I'm positive, positive that I'm not the only one who's thought of this. But I'm going to act like I am because I'm the only one that I know has thought of this, right? So phasmophobia. I'm going to speak to kinetic games directly right now. Here is what I what I would love to see out of this game. I want to see a PvP mode. Mm -hmm. Instead of a PV, what is it? PV, whatever. The computer. <laughs> PVP being... PVC? I don't know what the term is. PVE <laughs> or something like that. So player versus player. I want a mode where I can be the ghost. Mm -hmm. And y'all got to come figure out what kind of ghost I am and Ooh. accomplish your, your, your tasks. Yeah. Now, I've been thinking about this, right? What if you this, could right? choose your type of ghost? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this. You choose your ghost. Choose your ghost. Choose or your maybe own ghost. It's random. And each ghost has different attributes. Like some ghosts can go into like a hunting mode. It makes them quicker. But when you're in hunting mode, you become visible, right? Um, so there's like a give and take there. Um, different weaknesses. So crosses, salt, smudge sticks. 
And so then on the flip side, the other team is trying to like, (laughs) yeah. So then the other, so so then the investigators are trying to figure out like what you are. So like wherever you are, maybe like if you're a certain kind of ghost, the temperature drops. So they're like, oh, I got cold breath in here. So I know that he's been here and it's generating cold breath. So you know, so you're trying to figure all this stuff out and then maybe like, you know, I don't know, different, different things may be able to slow you down or draw you out or, or, you know, make you visible or whatever. There's plenty of dynamics you could, you could have there. And then as the ghost, your objective is to just kill everybody or to prevent them from getting as many tasks done as possible. I think like you want to take this game to the next fucking level. Like right now, this is the, this is a great Twitch game because it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's not fun to watch because of the game. It's fun to watch because of the people playing the game. Cause you're watching people yes. experience fear and that's entertaining, mm-hmm. but you could turn it into a, into a, an entirely different thing. You could turn it into a competitive game mm-hmm. that would have fear as a mechanic where you're literally trying like, and then, and like, see if I'm, if I'm the ghost, I'm going to know how to scare Jesse better than the computer no you know what i mean no but seriously and you're you're gonna know how to potentially scare me worse than the computer Mm -hmm. would because we know each other then so now it's a game of trying to scare the shit out of your friends Mm -hmm. so to me pvp could be incredible that would be really fun and that's something that they introduced in and i'm i keep referring to this game so much but they introduced it into dying light where you could be the hunter um you could play as the volatile type zombie thing. Um, and a lot of people, they, a lot of people like that game mode. I've never played it because I don't play that game with friends. So it's not something I'm interested in, but this one I would definitely be interested in. I would want to use the Ouija board and, um, uh, communicate through the spirit box. If you could like, well, you wouldn't want to throw it off though. Like maybe you can only get so, like maybe you can only do the things within your category, you know, like yeah. you're a poltergeist, so you can throw things, but maybe you can't, Right. maybe you can't, uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't give a crap about smudge well, sticks or something, each, you know? Each ghost will give off three different signs and the signs yeah. can be cold temperature, mm-hmm. audible through the spirit box, oh, AKA a radio spirit orbs which will appear mm-hmm. nearish you um what are the other ones oh writing in a book so you put a book oh, down ghost and, and, and writing. ghost yeah. writing so like if you put a book down yeah. and come back in the room 10 minutes later and it says die 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 written all over it yeah probably a ghost did that um mm-hmm. or and then there's a fifth one right wasn't there a fifth one uh fingerprints did fingerprints yes yeah, so if you open up yeah. a door some ghosts will leave handprints on the doors and mm-hmm. so forth yeah. so whatever you pick you know you would you would give off three of those you know, maybe someone puts down their, you'd have to figure out how it would work. If you would have to actively do it, like if they put down the mm-hmm. ghost writing book, would you have to go over and write in it? And, like maybe you know, you're compelled to or something. Right. Maybe it's something that you like can't help but do. Right. So there'd have to be something going on there. The other ones would pretty much all be like, well, the ghost orbs could just happen near you. The cold would happen near mm-hmm. you. If you want, you know, the fingerprints, you know, unless you just stay in a corner and never open mm-hmm. any doors, but then, you know they have to figure that out too. Maybe, maybe do mm-hmm. footprints or something. Cause at least where you're standing would have prints or something. Mm-hmm. So there's things you could do to make that, to make all that work. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. Um, I also think it'd be really fun too. If 
like maybe because like when you die in this game you're you're put in this like spirit world and you mm -hmm. can you i think you can see the ghost right i i am not entirely sure if you can or not so when you die yeah you I know enter, i have seen it when i was dead once a spirit world did you see the ghost while you were dead Mm-hmm. Okay. Just once, though, because I didn't stay... I actually didn't die that much. I found a way to skirt the ghost. If you break the line of sight with the ghost, it, it'll usually leave you alone for a minute. I'm showing now what it looks like when you're dead. Everything just kind of looks hazy and... Uh... Very cool. Yeah. So it, it would be potentially interesting to be mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, like you got killed. So like I would kill you and then immediately I would, we would just be standing there with, with each other. And I'm like, what's yeah. up? You're a ghost now. Yeah. <laughs> I ghosted like, could you. you then like, could you then as a, as a recently dead investigator help your friends or could you help the ghosts? Like, yeah, plenty of aspects know. there that could be, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, when I get you, you turn now you're on my side. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a hide and seek, like group hide and seek. Almost. Right. You know, you right. have to help look. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely a, a wonderful game. Cheap, relatively cheap on PC. Um, I don't know if it's, if they've got any plans to bring it to consoles or not. They not have it. Um, it's, it's a good VR game. It is not VR that compatible. We do VR, but a lot of people say that they like it in VR. You can you can tell by looking at it that it's a VR game. They are focused on PC only right now. Um, thirteen ninety nine, cheap. You know, yeah. inexpensive, fun little party mm -hmm. game. Cheap, you know, to get a hold of and and have some some good spooky fun. It's a it's a fun game. That's what it is, and I think uh, I think we need that right now. Some fun. Definitely. Um, do you want to talk about just to, to kind of close things out? Um, what you've been, what else you've been playing here lately? Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, so I've been, uh, I meant to talk about this last, last week on the last episode we did cause we we're closer to Halloween. Um, but I've been playing a lot on my switch lately. I was playing, um, animal crossing again. I've gotten back into that. And I was very excited about the fall update and about all the Halloween items and the Halloween event. Well, I kind of got a little bit bummed out because one thing that they do is sometimes on the events, it'll last like a specific time uh, on a day. Like the Halloween event was obviously on Halloween, but it was from like 5 p.m. to 11 only that you would see, you know, the Halloween character and that you could do like the trick-or-treating thing. And just so happened that that night I was working a closing shift. So I was working 2.30 p.m. to like 10 p.m. And I literally sped home from work because I was like, I'm only going to have 45 minutes to play this event. And there are a lot of items that I want to get. Um, so I'm speeding home and I'm, you know, stressing out about how I'm not going to get to do this event. And I'm also like... On one hand, I'm frustrated because I'm like, that's not cool because not everybody has that availability to do this. There are a lot of kids right. that maybe from 5 p.m. to 11, maybe their parents don't let them play or, you know, what have you, or people who work. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, like I might have to time travel, which is something I've tried to stay away from in Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing goes by an actual 24-hour clock that is what your Switch says. If your Switch says 
It is 4.38 p.m. It is 4.38 p.m. in your in your Animal Crossing world. Time traveling would be if you went into your Switch's system settings and said, actually, it's uh, noon on the 5th of November, not the 6th. Mm-hmm. So then in the war, in that game, you've now moved back in time or forwards mm-hmm. in time because certain things like the shop gets new items every actual 24 hour day. Mm-hmm. So you could change the time, change the day. You could go in yours and say it's Christmas. And then when you open up your mm-hmm. game, it would be Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and there's been a lot of debate in the community too. And I've always been one of the ones that hasn't really liked it. Um, it's cheating. Now, it's bullshit. Don't time travel. Well, Okay, well, I have, so <laughs> you're being mean. <laughs> I, well, it, is, um, it is what it is. I stand by it. Right. So I felt the need you, to time travel because I was not going to be able a, to enjoy the event. You I didn't mean, do it to cheat. You did it because work precluded you yeah. from because being able the to event, play the game. The event that was in-game was not something i was going to have access to correct so um, doing that is not a problem to me doing so you see you know the game had been out for a month and people mm-hmm. would have these incredible islands that are islands. all custom and you can't like you can't do the things they're doing without having time In a traveled. Week. yeah exactly so, um but here's another thing though after time traveling it is a slippery slope to know how easy it is because mm-hmm. i have used it a couple times because my because my work schedule prevents me from being able to enjoy games like a normal person because I'm always at work. <laughs> right. um, so I've used it a few times and it does take a little bit away from the game, but it also is a wonderful tool for people who don't have a lot of time. So I'm starting to come around a little bit on that for people who have used it in a way where I can understand it. Like, the second time I used it was because there was something else that was going on. And I knew the next day I worked, like, 10 to 7, which means that, like, I was not going to be home to do anything. Like, I was not going to have time. I was at work all day. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this thing and time travel, get it over with, and go back in. But that's the only way I've used it. So, it's an interesting thing where I'm kind of glad that we were all really excited about the Halloween event, you know. It's something people could talk about, like, at work or to their friends or to their families. Hey, did you get this item? Are you going to do the Halloween event? You know, it's something like, it almost reminds me of being younger and being like, do you remember when we had the 29 nights of Halloween or whatever on TV? Where every night there was a different Halloween movie. It reminds yeah. me of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also a little bit limiting when when you're an adult woman who has to work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you're not a kid that doesn't have anything better to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, so. it's a, it's an interesting kind of debate as to whether or not it's, it's yeah. cheating or not. I think it can be cheating, and I think it also mm-hmm. can not be cheating. So I think it just kind of depends. Yeah. So. Um, and then just to top it all off, I've also been playing Let's Go Eevee again a little bit. I've been trying to train my Pokemon and, and catch them all. And that <laughs> that's actually been very enjoyable. Um, I forgot how much I love that game. How much uh, Pokemon games are really good. And I never played them when I was growing up. So having it on the Switch is like really awesome. And the Let's Go Pokemon games were really fun. Um and the, the Pokemon are just so cute. 
and I want more. I want more good Pokemon games. Oh yeah, games. we we need to get um I don't know why this hasn't already happened, but Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were a remake of the original two. So mm -hmm. then Silver and Gold came next. So why there is not a they need to just keep doing it. They need to just make yeah. another another two for silver and gold, and and I I would buy them in a heartbeat to do that. Mm -hmm. so. I would love for that. I think that they could make a lot of money too. It'd be a good business venture for them, and it'd be wonderful for the rest of us. I would love to see them do every other year. So every other year, do a mainline Pokemon game, and then the next year mm -hmm. do a Let's Go Pokemon game. Yes, because there's oh, so be many. So fun. They could, by the time they got caught back up, they, they would never catch up. Mm -hmm. You know, it would always be just constantly remaking mm -hmm. a really old one and then making a new one. And I think that would be really cool because I would totally, yeah, totally would replay one if I could get the next batch of Pokemon. I kind of stopped paying attention pretty much after Silver and Gold. Couldn't really, there were so many Pokemon and it got so like hard to keep track of. And they stopped um, being really cute and adorable and they started being really weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't how far did I make it in in order? Let's see here. Let's see how how, how long I, I made it in in chronological order. So I played. I played blue and red. Then. Let's go by release order here. Yeah. So the second generation was silver and gold, and then they did the enhanced version crystal, which I did not play. The third generation was Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, but those are remakes of Red and Blue. So I did play those, but that was a remake. Then they did, okay, I did play the third generation that added more Pokemon. It was in uh, Trico, Deoxys. It was, which one was it though? Pokemon Emerald. Emerald was really, really good. I, I did play Emerald. So Diamond and Pearl was the first one that I stopped playing. I played up to Emerald. So there's there's so mm. much there. There's so much there to be yeah. able to do. So it'd be fun. Most definitely. So guys, I think this is gonna bring us to the end of today's episode. Um, like I said earlier, head over to Twitter and give us a follow. You can talk to us there and ask questions and talk to us about things you want to hear talked about on the show. You can also go to scaryfliteral.com to links. To not just our Twitter, our Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, etc., etc. Plenty of ways to interact and ways to support the show. I'm probably very near wanting to fully launch a merch store. Um, so we'll have links there as well as on Twitter if you want to support us that way and get maybe a cool shirt or a mug or something. So keep on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's it, guys. So thanks for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This is Podcast Revived, and until next time. Stay nerdy, my friends.